back. Thank you. Thanks for showing up again uh, to celebrate another week in a bronze medal life. This is the Bronze Medal Life Podcast. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, and uh, I'm really excited because, um, you know, sometimes I get tired of talking to myself, and I decided it was time to bring a friend in uh, to have a conversation today on the Bronze Medal Life. So I invited my friend, Meta Herrick Carlson, who is uh, a first and foremost, just the most lovely friend, but also a pastor and an author. And if you follow my Substack at all, I wrote this week about um, being invited to speak at her most recent book launch party for her book, Ordinary Blessings for the Christmas Season. And I shared um, some thoughts on one of her blessings. And I shared that then on my Substack. Well, I thought, you know what? Now's the perfect time. You know, we're in the throes of the holiday season. We're on the other side of Thanksgiving. And now it's like full-blown holidays, ready, set, go. So I thought, you know what? I should have Meta on the podcast to talk a little bit about her book, Ordinary Blessings, and how the book, um, how her blessings actually really are reflective of what it's like to live a bronze medal life. So uh, here is my friend, Meta. My friend, Meta, I'm so happy that you uh, joined me. You're my very first guest. I'm flattered. Well, not as flattered as I am. Um, Okay, so let's just jump right into it. So you, my wonderful pastor friend, who's actually a friend first, a pastor second, weaving all of that together is your beautiful writing. Um, And you have now done three ordinary blessing books. Um, Sure have. And you always say you're in danger of being like a little two chicken soup for the solely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like three's good. Three's a set. Three's a set. Wrapping it up. Wrapping it up. But the thing I love about um, b- about Ordinary Blessings is that it really is helpful for people who are living their bronze metal life. So can you talk a little bit about what inspires those Ordinary Blessings? Yeah, I think you have talked about this too in terms of living a bronze metal life that... Uh, I'm, I'm like a solid B at a lot of things and I can like, I can play up for a hot tick. Right. (laughs) But I was, I was never going to be super exceptional at one thing. And as a suburban white bodied kid in the nineties, I felt like I was supposed to be finding my thing that was going to take me to the top that were, that was going to make my trophy room shine. And there were so few trophies. I you don't I even have a was, room. I don't have a room. My whole letter jacket was honorable mentions, quite literally. I am a participation ribbon, and I'm just happy to be here. So I think when I finally learned to embrace that and to uh, enjoy being good, or at least being open and curious about a bunch of things instead of needing to be the best or get it just right my personality type liked the resistance in that and like the counterculture in that, um, you know, my achieving was in not achieving. (laughs) I love it. I'm here for this. Yeah. And finding satisfaction, uh, where I am 
And around the time I was coming to terms with that, I was also a religion major and heading to seminary and realizing, oh my gosh, there are so many stories in the Bible where God is just delighting in who we actually are instead of who we're pretending to be. And Genesis is my favorite book in the Bible for a lot of reasons, but also because because it's of first, idea, and if you didn't get any further than that, then you're oh fine. Man. If you hung out with any fundagelicals at like a Bible reading contest sleepover lock-in, you read you read Genesis, and maybe that was it, right? <laughs> right, full of good intentions, but maybe you got Genesis. And there's all these stories in Genesis about super ordinary, messy people, and and blessings that flow through creation and through people um, that they haven't earned. They don't deserve. Um, even uh, when Jesus is baptized in the New Testament and this voice comes down from heaven and says, you are my beloved. I'm so well pleased with you. I love you so much. He hasn't done anything yet. Right. <laughs> he hasn't healed anybody or taught yet or saved the whole world with love. Like he hasn't done anything yet. And yet this delight is spoken into being. So um, a theologian I love, Ellen Davis, says that blessings are thoroughfares for God's delight mm. in the world, highways for God's delight in the world. So um, when I write blessings for ordinary things, the blessing isn't making it holy. Like I am not changing um, the spiritual structure of the thing. I'm just pointing to God's delight that is already running through things that we might not notice or we might think, oh, since that's not shiny, God doesn't care about that. And God cares about all of it. Yep. Even and especially when we're not shiny. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. Is there a blessing that you've written that you feel, I'm putting you on the spot. I did not tell you I was going to ask this. So get ready for that's it. Okay. Here it comes. Is there a blessing that you've written, and there's probably so many, that you feel like healed that kind of perfectionistic part of you or just healed you period. Yeah. I think there were, I think there were a couple in the first one. I think there were a lot in the one for parents. Mm -hmm. Um, I was speaking to my own children as much as I was speaking to my inner child in that collection. And I wrote almost all of those during COVID lockdown oh, when yeah. we were super together and uh, having empathy for my kids missing out on stuff and not being able to understand what was happening was also kind of conjuring up uh, my own inner child mm -hmm. and how I felt like, yeah, I'm an adult. I'm supposed to be making sense of this for you, but I feel just as helpless and confused and antsy as you do. That is like the secret of adulthood that nobody tells you is that you're not going to ever feel like you've got a handle on any of it. <laughs> For real. For, for those who don't know, the three ordinary blessing books are ordinary blessings, full stop. That's it. Uh, then there's ordinary blessings for parents. And then the new one is ordinary blessings for the Christmas season. I mean, listen, I also fangirl you when I read your blessings because I'm like, I can't believe these beautiful words came out of my friend's head. <laughs> But I do remember when you were doing the Ordinary Blessings for Parents, and you do crowdsourcing um, for some mm -hmm. of the things, right? 
which is so yeah. beautiful. Where did that thumbs up come from? Did you do I that? I think I had my hand oh. leaning on my face. <laughs> And it thought I was giving you the thumbs up. Which I love. And it made an emoji. Thank you for that. Yay. You're welcome. Anyway. I didn't do it on purpose, well, but I'm glad I did. It, me too. That was a bronze medal moment right there. Um, <laughs> no, but I, but, um, but yeah, you do, you crowdsource. So you are not only mm-hmm. um, blessed. I mean, you, you can relate, I'm sure, to so many of the blessings. Um, yeah. And some probably do come from your own experience, but I just feel... I'm an Enneagram four, so I feel very seen by your blessings. <laughs> I'm so glad. Because they do, I, I connect with so many of them in so many ways. Um, so, okay, I have to ask this question because I know kind of where I, I am on my own faith journey, but I know that there are a lot of people who maybe don't feel even connected at all when you talk about Genesis or when you talk about blessing or when you talk about God, um, how, how, I mean, I know what my answer is to this, but I want to hear your answer too. How do you feel like people who aren't church going people or who maybe hear pastor and they go, Oh, that's not for me. Um, Mm -hmm. how, how, how do they connect with your blessings or how are those blessings there for them too? Yeah, I think the biggest feedback that I get from people who have a robust spiritual life but are very skeptical of organized religion or are not drinking the triune God Kool Aid mm-hmm. um, is that all of these are very plain spoken and the language is really accessible in ways that sometimes language talking about God in organized religion doesn't feel accessible. I don't add extra syllables for my own ego. Oh, thank you for that. You're welcome. I do other things for my own ego. (laughs) We all do. (laughs) Um, And I try not to make, I try to make the very best assumptions um, writing these blessings, just meeting meeting someone or meeting myself in like the most tender hidden thing Mm. or unspoken thing. And sometimes I think that church does the opposite. We're assuming a lot when people walk into the room and we assume everybody already believes this or everybody already knows Mm -hmm. what we're talking about when we say that. Um, And so these blessings try to pay attention to what is seen and wonder about what is unseen Mm. and what are what are we afraid of? What are we hiding? What do we hope is never found out? What makes us wonder if we're the only one who's ever felt that way, right? And so some of the ones in the, well, I guess in all three of these books um, were based on my own experience or something I needed to hear as a child or a parent. And some of them, um, other people gave me those ideas and I was able to reach out to them and say, ooh, tell me more about why you wish there was a blessing for that, or tell me a story Mm. about that. Um, Some of them, like for fostering, for adoption, um, for a child being seriously ill, I haven't had those experiences. And so when I wanted to include ones that I didn't have firsthand experience about, I got to talk to a lot of people um, about what they, they know to be true or what they wish someone had announced out loud for them mm. because it would have meant so much more hearing it from outside of themselves too. 
You know, it's so cool. I just am, am realizing while you're talking about that process that I got to be involved in a process of you writing a blessing. We um, we worked together. I mean, you did the real work, but um, we worked together on a blessing for a dance instructor of mine, my old, my, my college dance instructor who was re- retiring. And um, she's a huge fan of your work. And I said, I really would like to write a blessing for her. And you did the, the most beautiful. I mean, I truly to this day can't read it without crying, which I actually, that's, I've learned is a, a condition I have when I read your blessings publicly, I cry <laughs> oh. <laughs> because I did it at your book launch. Um, I, yeah. I got to the blessing part and I was like, well, now I'm going to cry. It's, <laughs> I think that it truly is the fact that, that you you're such a good listener. You're so good at, and not just listening with your ears, but listening with your whole body and spirit to other people's life experience and then putting it into words, into accessible words. Like you said, it's not, listen, if you, the you know, if you do get into Genesis, there's going to be some stuff you're not going to understand, folks, because because the language is different, but you speak in a language we can all understand. Um, and I just, what a gift. You're such a gift. I love being your friend. <laughs> Oh, I love being your friend. And when I get to do a commission, like I got to do for your dance instructor, Michelle, it's fun to put, um, I feel like I, there are some inside jokes or secrets in those Mm -hmm. that are so specifically for or about a person Mm -hmm. and getting to know a person through the people who love them is so fun and hearing about, um, you would share things that Michelle always said as an instructor or things about the way that the culture of dance at your school functioned, Mm -hmm. or things about the geography of getting from one class to another that only a dancer at your school would know. Mm -hmm. And it's so fun to put those things into a blessing. um, Because when we've been away from something like that for a while, we might forget that other people remember that too, or feel that memory in their bodies. And then the blessing gets to give us back to each other and to that community. Have you ever thought, I mean, do you, maybe you do this and I don't even know it. I thought I knew everything about you. Have you ever, have you ever like worked with other people on how to write their own blessings? Is there like, is there a formula for that? I, I have uh, done some kind of, blessing and and journal writing stuff Mm -hmm. uh, before with different groups, but not working on taking a blessing from beginning to end. It's mostly been about the how to um, figure out what you want to write about and how to get into it. But I have never taken people through from start to finish how to do it because I don't know if I know how to teach that yet. Or you just have your own process and yeah. yeah, how do you teach that? What would you say is the difference between a blessing and a prayer? Ooh. Um, a blessing is, is an announcement. Mm-hmm. It might not be loud, um, but it is, it is an announcement or a telling um, or a lens for something you think you already know. And I think of prayer more as communication mm. uh, or like 
I mean, sometimes we treat it like a monologue, but I think of prayer more as uh, a conversation um, between between you or between a group of people and God. Mm. But I think I imagine God watching or listening to the way that we bless one another and bless the ordinary in this world and being delighted by that, but almost as a the essence of that experience or as a third party enjoying it. Mm. I love it. Well, I, I just, I love that I get to be blessed by you um, just by being in your presence, by being your friend. I also love the way that you share this beautiful gift and make it possible for all of us to share those blessings with each other. Um, that's been one of my favorite things. Um, when when you first put out your very first Ordinary Blessings book, I would thumb through it. I did it. It was like, um, it was almost like, I'm, it was like a game I would do. I would just open up the book and I would find, see whatever blessing was looking at me. And then I would think. I call that blessing tarot. It totally is. And <laughs> I would totally be like, is. who does this remind me of? And then I would send them the dang blessing and just say, this made me think of you. Um, like yeah. there was one, there's one in the original um, blessings book that is for people who love pets or care for pets. I'm trying to remember which one. And I sent it to my so friend. Who's a pet. Yeah. And I sent it to my friend who's a veterinarian. And you know, she just was like, this was unexpected. And it's a way that's rude. Sorry. We're using a program I haven't used before. And apparently when you're in certain positions, it gives you a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I th- I was giving you a thumbs Thank up. Thank you. I don't know listen, what this program is up to. Listen, if it was a thumbs down, I'm living a bronze medal life and I'm good. No, but truly. You're, you're one in one right I now. I am. That's I'm, bronze medal. Exactly. I'm even Steven. Um, do you have a blessing? Now I'm going to put you on the spot again. Uh, as we kind of close our conversation, is there a blessing that you want to share for a bronze medal life? Or anything? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll share one for the Chris- from the Christmas book because that's new. Mm. Um, I think if you're if you're Christmassy, if you're a Christmassy person, uh, know that this book has stuff for family drama mm. and for grief and for the table and for travel and some biblical characters and kind of a word for every day in the month of December. Um, there's kind of all of the different themes and speeds of the season colliding in this little nugget of a book. And so even if you think in a collection of Advent blessings is not your jam, it might be, there might be something in there that's for you. So I've been telling people, if you're in a book club, like take it easy on yourselves in December and pick this book and just play, play blessing tarot, open it up, find a blessing that speaks to you or reminds you of a story about something that's happened to you this time of year and bring those stories together for a book club this month. And then after each story, read the blessing that inspired it or use it as an Advent devotional dinner table readings. You can gift prints. Um, you know, you can write it in a card. If you find something yes. that reminds you of a friend, just like you've done Colleen mm-hmm. It's a good stocking stuffer secret Santa gift too, because it's under 20 bucks. So I was, when you said- It's actually um, also the right size to actually stuff in a stocking. 
It could fit in a stocking. I could stuff one in a stocking. I got, if you got gumption, you can stuff anything in there, right? (laughs) That's right. That's right. So this one I wrote, uh, I initially wrote it for Thanksgiving because I can just, uh, I get all feisty about the ways that we're sitting down to tables and people have opinions about other people's plates. And maybe you go back to your childhood home for Thanksgiving and you feel like you're eight years old again, Mm -hmm. or there's only room for a portion of who you are. So this is called for a seat at the table. I hope you eat or do not eat something on your own terms because you are delicious. I hope you are asked about your life unlaced from expectations because you are fascinating. I hope you have plenty of elbow room and someone for glances and grins because you are good company. I hope you come and go as one who is loved and whole and free. You are good company. Meta, thank you for being my company on my very first guest podcast on the Bronze Metal Life. You knocked it out of the park. I'm so excited to be here. And thank you for uh, naming what it is to be delighted by being good enough and being fully present in who you are right now and trusting that who you are right now matters and is delightful and finding a little bit of um, humor and freedom in that because the world needs more of that. Thank you, Colleen. I'm so lucky to be your friend. Ditto. Thank you. So here's something fun and exciting. Um, I am doing my very first giveaway. And what I'm giving away is three autographed copies of Meta's book, Ordinary Blessings for the Christmas Season. And uh, it's so easy to get entered to win one of these wonderful, great, you know, Meta said it's a great gift. It's a great stocking stuffer. Um, There's a bunch of different ways you can get entries for that. So I'm going to just tell you what kinds of things you can do. And hopefully uh, you'll go forward and do those things. We're on the honor system. So once you do them, make sure you send me an email. You can find my email address uh, or the form to send me an email easily through my website, thebronzemetallife.com, or you can email me at thebronzemetallife at gmail.com. But here are the things that I'm asking you to do and keep track of because each one of them earns you an entry. uh, And I will draw names on Monday, December 4th. So you can write a review and uh, rate this podcast. That's an easy thing to do and super helpful. You can share my Substack, And again, you can find all of these things at thebronzemetallife.com. You can share my Substack on social media, um, share my most recent post uh, just with the world. Let people know that I'm here, that I'm doing the work I'm doing and helping uh, people live their best bronze metal life or their most bronze metal life, I should say. You can become a new subscriber to the Substack. It's super easy and it's free. And um, just let me know that you've done one or all of those things. And I'll make sure to put your name in the hat for one of those copies of Ordinary Blessings for the Christmas season. Thank you to Meta for being my guest today. And thank you to you for tuning in and joining me uh, for another week of the Bronze Metal Life podcast. Tune in again next week. <laughs>